Robots, I'm not a hero. I just sacrificed to make your life a bit better each and every week. And this week, it's gonna get a bunch better because we are gonna go back in and take a second look at one of our favorite topics of all the times. Yes, the dig. We are gonna go back to the dig and well, this is gonna be a gossip update. I'm gonna be like a chatty Kathy and talk about some of the dudes who hang out there, some of the weird things I see when I'm there. But that is not all we are gonna talk about today. I'm gonna give you an update on the party blimp. I, you guys have been, you have been clamoring to find out what's going on and I got an update. Got an update on the party blimp, so we're gonna get some blimp talk and then after that, we're gonna go to at the movies. This is gonna be an all time classic episode, Toys R Us report number 37, Snoogans. Let's get going. This is the Toys R Us Report, and we'll make you famous, taking over the earth while still kicking in Uranus. Up next, Blimp Talk. When I'm out on the street, all I hear from the people is, what's the latest on the party blimp? I see robots, can you please, can you please give us an update on the blimp? So here I am, here I am to give you all that update that you are in dire need of. Well, it turns out that, uh, it turns out that building a blimp is a lot bigger project than I thought. It cost a lot more. It cost a lot more than I have at this present moment. So, at the present time, the construction of the blimp has been halted. But, do not take that to mean that we are not making progress on the project. Because, well, we are making progress in other ways. One of the features of the party blimp is one of the things that will make it extra luxurious is that we will have one of the, if not the greatest collection of laser discs available, available for viewing on the blimp. And in accordance with achieving that goal, the laser disc library has grown by, um, one, two, Three, four, five, seven. It has grown by seven titles through a flea market connection I met with this past week. Please allow me to read off these recent acquisitions to the library. We have Darkman, pump up the volume with Christian Slater. I have been looking for this on disc for over a year. I saw it at uh, last year's flea market, the 40 and 8 summer flea market. Did not buy it. Waited till now, finally found the dude, bought it. Got Pump Up the Volume, New Jack City with Wesley Snipes, a modern gangster thriller. Higher Learning with uh, Omar Epps and Busta Rhymes. Then we got Firebirds, which I do not know. It's a helicopter. It is a helicopter film starring Nicolas Cage and Tommy Lee Jones. I have not seen it, but it looks awesome. Then we got Eve of Destruction with Gregory Hines. Again, I have not seen this film, but it indeed does look awesome. And then, finally, 
a Steve McQueen classic, Le Mans. Le Mans with Steve McQueen, a race car movie. I have also received a few emails asking us, asking me in particular, what type of Laserdisc player we will be using on the blimp. And I will tell you right now, we plan on using Pioneer, the number one brand in Laserdiscography. Uh, let me play, uh, oddly enough, let me play you a VCR commercial. When I say VCR, I mean a commercial I have on videotape. Allow me to play you a videotape commercial about the Pioneer Laserdisc player. Let me go, uh, let me dig around for it over here. Hold on one sec. I think it... I'm sorry, I should have these ready. All right, here we go, take it away. The Pioneer Combination CD Laserdisc Player with a 60% sharper picture than most VCRs and the incredible clarity of CD sound. It makes movies, music, and concerts truly come to life. Enter Pioneer's Laser Digital Dream Stakes. And zap, you could win a trip for two to Pioneer in Japan to receive the super system of your dreams. Entry forms at your Pioneer dealer. If you're gonna do laser discs, make sure to make it Pioneer. Okay, and our second update to the party blimp is that we have managed to increase the guest list by nine and subtract it by one. I shall now begin to read the list of people who have been accepted into the blimp. Alright, commence. One and two is the Scarecrow and Mrs. King themselves, Bruce Boxleitner and Kate Jackson. Up next is all-time Oakland Raider great quarterback Ken Stabler, followed by Toby Hooper, director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Then, a pair of beauties, Adrian Barbo and Marky Post from Night Court. After that, we got two. We got a couple of comic book legends, Carmine Infantino and George Perez. And then the final new writer accepted to the blimp, we got Don Walton Jr. You contribute, you get to come. So, Don, you're on the blimp. All right. Now we are at a point where we have to subtract somebody. Ferg, I heard what you said about me on the Atari Visions podcast. So, my man, your tickets have been revoked. All right. DJ Bot, play the blimp song. Hit it. Give me a moment, please. I am looking for it. DJ Bot, I told you about this. I said at about six minutes or so into the show, hit the song. Can you please just hit it? Okay. Don't be so anxious. Take a chill pill. Here it is. Hey, I see robots. Really, though? Don't really, though, me. All right, I know good help is hard to find, and these guys aren't that good. All right, hit it. I've been trying to. Everybody needs to get a blimp, cause blimps are pretty pimp. You can fill them up with air, but that won't get you anywhere. Advertise upon the side, take your girlfriend for a ride. Just fill up the balloon with the very last Yo, I see robots. These fools be riding the Zack. Let's get stupid. In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? Not the way it used to be. And the way it used to be. It was perfect. And we're supposed to protect our kids. I'm gonna get you out! I love you, Dad. Don't you quit on me! Oh, my God. San Andreas. Rated PG-13. May 29th. 
San Andreas is a good summer movie. It's a good summer disaster movie. Man, you know what? I love disaster movies. It is just so fun for me to watch everything that I know and love get destroyed, at least on the silver screen. I happen to live in the San Francisco Bay Area, and we... I'm not going to say we uh, we live under constant fear, but we are aware that something like this could happen. So seeing it happen in great graphic detail was a very weird experience. But I do have to say that we do get used to seeing San Francisco get destroyed because it seems to be a reoccurring theme in movies. I have a theory about that, though, and my theory goes a little something like this. Okay, movies are made mostly, the movie production companies are mostly, uh, in Los Angeles, and I do not know if this is a commonly known thing, but there is a beef. There is a beef between Northern California and Southern California. I have a theory that when they decide on a place that they want to destroy, the first thing that comes to their mind is the hated San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge type place. See, what I'm saying is those Southern California dudes get a chance to take out something, and they always choose to take out my beloved Northern California. Anyway, though, they did it again here, and they did it with style. This is a fun movie, even though I'm watching all the things I know and love get blown to dust by, uh, seismic explosions or whatever, and it's still... It's a well-made, well-put-together disaster movie. The Rock is great. Uh, Alexandria Dodaro is in it from True Detective is in it, and she's, you know, she's great too. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. If you do like the whole disaster movie thing, I would recommend this. If you don't mind watching things get destroyed, have people's lives getting destroyed, then, you know, you will probably like this movie. It's a good summer fun. It's not as fantastic as, uh... I don't know, it's not as good as, like, um, Mad Max, but it is pretty fun. So, if you want to see it, definitely, by all means, go see it. You'll have a good time. All right, San Andreas, ISR approved. Hey, this is Michael Bell, the voice of Duke on G.I. Joe, and you're listening to the Toys R Us Report. Yo, Joe! Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the Toys R Us report with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. Maybe a Ghostbusters action figure or a Star Trek Pride Hella hat. It's really up to you. Virtualdirtmall.com. You won't be sorry for long. Scarecrow and Mrs. King will not be seen tonight, but will return next week at this time. Adventures at the Dig. Since I recorded Adventures at the Dig a few weeks ago, it has grown and grown to become our most popular, our most popular episode to date. Isn't that awesome? I think it's awesome because I like the dig, I like dig stories, I like talking about thrift stores and stuff. So, at this point right now, I am going to regale you with some, uh, some gossip from the dig. This is going to be dig, uh, dig days, dig life, adventures at the dig, part two. 
So, um, there has been a bit of hubbub over at the dig as of late. If you did not listen to Adventures at the Dig Part 1, you might want to go back and do that. But if you don't, I can totally, I can dig that too. So, I will, um, the dig is a Goodwill outlet store. It's the last place that things go on the way to the dump. It is the final stop. The last exit before you are gone. So, you can get some good bargains, you can find some cool stuff, but you have to deal with many obstacles such as felons uh, kicking it there, felons and weirdos kicking it there all day, rude employees, just you name it. Any number of crazy activity takes place over at the dig on the daily basis. But that's what makes it a fun place to hang out, just the weird things that go on there. Anyway, there was some hubbub at the dig. We came in, we came in, I believe it was Monday. We came in and they were already lined up. They were lined up for a new drop of merchandise. So I kind of scurried over to join in And I missed the beginning of a conversation two dudes were having. But from what I could figure out or gather, it seems that there has been somebody... Somebody got fired over at the dig. I do not know who it was. I have a suspicion. I have a suspicion that it might have been an employee. But what they were saying... What they were saying was that some people who work there let their emotions get the better of them and that they take everything personally and they sometimes take out their aggressions on the people who are the people who are there buying stuff. I am sorry that I keep repeating myself. I am trying to tell the story without giving out any kind of personal information on the person that I believe to be the one who got the can. It's tough. It's tough when you're kind of waiting around because there are real people who hang out there and I don't want to give away anything. I don't want to disparage them. So I guess I do want to disparage them to a degree. That's probably the point of this is to sort of poke fun of the people who hang out there and the people who work there, which isn't very nice. But what are you going to do? Sometimes people deserve it. Some people bring it upon themselves to get poked fun at a bit. So it does seem that somebody got fired. There was a girl who worked there. One of the upper, the upper muckety mucks in the store. And she did, she enjoyed yelling. She, I don't think she enjoyed it, but she did yell quite a bit. When, when they bring out the new merchandise, they have everybody stand in a line and they give you the signal that it's okay to go in and check the stuff out. And sometimes while they're doing that, you'll get a lecture. You'll get a lecture from the people working there about the way you've been acting and the way that they would like you to act. Generally, don't run so much, don't be so pushy, don't do this, don't do that. And I can totally understand where they're coming from and I think that these are always deserved points. I do not like being lectured, but I can see that some of the people kicking it do need to get a word from them, but occasionally they let it get personal, they let it get to them, and it seems as if Somebody may have done something and they may have taken it too far and it cost them their position at the dig. It's always understaffed there and you can see, you can see in the people the pressure building up. When you see them at the start and then you see them, you follow them along their career, you do see the steam building the pressure, pushing the dial all the way. And I guess this person, they, uh, the dial went past the red. It was in the red zone for too long and the glass cracked. And she burst. I do not know what happened. I would I would like to have been there. When you've seen the pressure build up, you want to sort of get a view of what happens when it finally blows. But 
I was not there. I did get to hear about it. I got to hear that she was freaking out, yelling, spazzing out, that sort of thing. I, I don't know. I guess you do want to be there just to have witnessed it, but things like that are always weird because you feel a bit of embarrassment for them. At first, it is exhilarating to watch somebody spaz out, but quickly that evolves into some degree of embarrassment and you, you wish that you weren't there overall. At least that's what I find. Maybe it's different for you. It's different for all people when it comes to witnessing weird stuff. I guess. I do not know. I wonder what it sounded like, though. I wonder what she sounded like freaking out. Was it really aggressive, or was it kind of a high-pitched sort of, ee, kind of yelling? Who knows? I should have asked. I did not want to ask. I didn't want to seem too interested. There is kind of a strength in not appearing interested in gossip as far as increasing your chances to hear gossip, I think. That doesn't make a, it doesn't make a lot of sense, though, to think that you are going to hear more gossip by not letting people know you're interested in gossip. You know, the opposite is probably true. People probably want to hear from you, hear what you have to gossip, and then in return, they will tell you their gossip. Maybe I have been going about it all wrong. It is entirely possible because in a lot of ways, I go about a lot of things all altogether wrong. So, big news story is that a lady freaks out. Second news story is, and to get to the story, I first have to fill you in on a detail that we talked about in Dig Days Part 1, so go check that out if you haven't yet. So, when you go to the dig, you get a shopping cart, but you don't take it with you. You don't take it with you through the aisles, you leave it up against the wall, and it's where you store all of your goods, the goods that you find throughout the shopping day. The carts are a pretty valuable commodity. There's not enough carts. There is not as many carts as there are shoppers, so not everybody gets one. And if you don't have one, you got to carry your box of stuff with you, and that is definitely a burden. So people value their carts. People spend a lot of time at their carts. The carts are lined up against the wall, but they are not directly against the wall. Directly against the wall is the furniture. They don't have a wide selection of furniture, a few couches, chairs, sometimes an end table. Never anything good. It's usually very beat up. This would definitely be very inexpensive dorm room style furniture, not anything that you'd want to bring into your house. But that is not to say that there hasn't been some nice things over there. Just not really all that often. And they haven't actually brought anything out in a while. So the collection that they did have is now down to two chairs, a table, and a couch. But what's gotten weird is that people have taken to sitting on these chairs surrounded by carts. It's very strange. They are all around the carts are all around like a fort a fort around and people sneak their way in there and sit in the chairs and take breaks from the dig so it's strange because you pop over there to go in your cart and then boom there is some freaked out scary cannibal looking dude looking right up in your grill very very disconcerting oh this is funny too there is a pair of dudes who hang out there every single day and they are some deliverance looking dude they're not bad dudes I don't mind them and they do they sell at the flea market and they have some good stuff I do not mind them them. But over the years of being there and looking and looking weird, they have acquired a nickname and that nickname is the cannibals. That is what the Americans call them. My wife was talking with one of her Mexican friends over there. And he said that the Mexican dudes have an altogether different uh, nickname for the cannibals. It's a better nickname in a lot of ways. I think it's very telling of something. But the nickname that they have for the cannibals is Los Americanos. The Americans. Isn't that weird? The Their nickname for them is the Americans. Like these two dudes are prototypes of Americans. I don't know what it says 
I don't know what it means, but when she told me that, I thought it was pretty funny, so I, I'm sharing it here for you guys. Oh yeah, and I got pictures. I got pictures of those creepy chairs, so if you hop on over to icrobots.com right now, you can check those out. Should be on the main page, if not, just hit the podcast category, find this episode, and it will be there in the show notes. Got pictures of all the toys we talk about, all the cool weird stuff we see. All right. It's about time to take a brief commercial break. Let me dig around in the uh, the stack of stuff. All right, here we go. Commercial break one. These are the biggest and baddest wrestlers in the entire world. And they're waiting to take you on in the ring. Or you can take them on with the Claims VCR WrestleMania game. This board game and video cassette puts the wrestling superstars in your corner and gives you the greatest wrestling moves of all time. So go ahead, jump into the ring. And with the VCR WrestleMania game, you can win. From Claims. I think that I had that game. I'm pretty sure that I did, but the one that I had... I believe had a blue box. The one in this commercial was a purple box. So I imagine I had a later version. At any rate, VCR games were weird. Did you ever make it through one? It was very strange. A lot of stopping, starting, pausing, fast forwarding, rewinding. Kind of fun, but more fun in theory than in actual life, I, I think. So like I mentioned in the last chamber we were in, the dig is shorthanded. The Goodwill is a weird place. They have people who work there and they are always, one of their big things is they offer employment opportunities, but they also have volunteers. And at the dig, it seems as if they rely on a lot of volunteers. I have worked with them in the past volunteers, that is, and a lot of the volunteers you get in a nonprofit, are people doing a community service. So it could be that maybe they do not have the community service workers that they frequently have, but at any rate, they are just crazy shorthanded over there. And this has resulted in some of the miscreants who hang out over there have started helping out. It's very strange. You can tell... I kind of, I look at it like this. When you're a prison guard and you're in the prison, from time to time, I imagine that the, the prisoners will be polite to you. They will try to help you with things or do whatever. But you can tell that they aren't doing it out of the goodness of their heart. They are doing it to curry favor. And that's usually what I gather from the folks there when they help out. That they don't want to be helpful. They are helping themselves by hoping by hoping to get some kind of, some kind of favor, some kind of good prices, or maybe a sneak peek at the stuff coming out. The dig does have a price chart, but what happens is the cashier has a lot of leeway about what to charge you. Not with the clothes, the textiles are by the pound, but the wares are just on an item by item basis. So really, they could charge you whatever they want. They can look at your stuff, two bucks. They, they could check it out and go five bucks. It, it, there is no rhyme or reason. So I think that these dudes are helping out and hoping that when they go up to the register, their help will be noticed and given back to them in the, uh, the way of good prices. And they help out in all sorts of different ways too. They will help push carts out, merchandise carts, they will go out into the parking lot and help gather shopping carts and bring them back. They will get brooms and help sweep, but you can see in their eyes that the whole time they're helping out, they are hoping that they will get noticed. I do it too. I am not going to say that I am above it, but what I do is I am a bit more subtle. 
I, I what I will do is I will bend over and maybe pick up one or two things, maybe like a straight item here and there, a napkin or a piece of paper or something, and I will put it in the garbage. So it seems more genuine. It seems like I am really trying to do something, and I will not try to make any eye contact. I don't want them to see me doing it. But I do want them to see me do it at the same time. These guys who hang out there at the dig, man, you just cannot trust them. You can't trust their motives. Uh, man, maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe I am close-minded and these dudes are just, just the salt of the earth and I don't see it. And anyway, anyway, uh, we're gonna get out of here for this bit of dig talk. We're gonna come right back after this for the final chamber of the show. The part where I tell you the cool things I saw down at the Toys R Us this week. But first, a word from our sponsor, VirtualDirtMall.com. Make sure to visit VirtualDirtMall.com and support the show with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. You won't be sorry for long. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment. Your weekly toy shop update. The Toys R Us report. Hold your horses, dude. We just got a hot update. Our good pal Matt has gone on virtualdirtmall.com and made a purchase of some retro junk. He got himself a nice Dungeons & Dragons monster manual. A really cool one. Nice and used, well-worn veteran copy. Matt, I gotta send you a big bow wow. Thanks for supporting the show, and thanks for tuning in each and every week. It's people like you that keep me, keep us up here in the space station. You keep us going. You keep us going with your good vibes, your good vibrations. All right, Matt, thanks a ton. We owe you everything. And I really mean that. You know, the purchases over at virtualdirtmall.com keep the show going. They keep me coming and giving you free stuff each and every week. And when I say free stuff, I mean this awesome show you are listening to right now, the Toys R Us Report. So if you want to be like Matt, you want to help out, you want to be a good guy, go on over to supportthereport.com. I added a bunch of all-new, all-fun incentives. You can get free, custom-made VHS tapes. You can get dudes, you can get whatever you want, man. I will help you out in any number of ways, so please... Pop on over to supportthereport.com and consider becoming a patron. All right, enough of that. This week, uh, I got to admit, I did not go to the Toys R Us. It was a crazy week over here at the space station. Just bananas. We're getting toward the end of the school year, and that means that, well, ISR 2.0 has a lot of different things going on, and, well, man, it's just been bananas, so I actually did not make it, but... I did hit up a bunch of garage sales and I got something that I have never, ever been in possession of before. And that thing is a beta player. Yes, I got a beta player and a box of beta tapes for a mere five bucks. It doesn't work that great. It does work. It's fine. You can play. You can rewind. But I can I can tell the motor is starting to go. It is a bit clunky. It has, it makes weird sounds, and it just doesn't rewind as quickly as it could, but it's not as if I am going to be spending a lot of time watching beta. It is more or less a fancy clock, I think. So, now I have all the popular formats of the day. I got VHS, Laserdisc, and beta. You can consider me a true, a true playboy, a true enthusiast of the video, uh 
formats. I, I don't know. What else did I find at the garage sales? I got a couple Zors. Zor is a He-Man, uh, character? I, I don't know. It's a He-Man character. It is a big winged eagle. The deal is that the sorceress could convert herself into Zor, and this is the action figure version of that. I got two of them. I got two of them, and I got a pair of Incredible Hulk unbreakable sunglasses at a garage sale, all for a combined 75 cents. That is great. The Hulk glasses are like a rack toy. They're big, they're big, doopy looking sunglasses with a Hulk sticker in the front. The fun thing is they claim to be unbreakable, but the lens inside is in fact broken. So you got that kind of, kind of ironic thing going for you. If you, if you happen to dig that sort of thing. And to be honest, that's about it. It was kind of a slow week on the uh, garage sale tip. We drove and we drove. I think we hit up maybe 20 garage sales, but I just was not finding anything cool except for the few uh, the few small things that I mentioned. So, you know, we're going to call it. We're going to head for the hills right now. So, guys, make sure to go to supportthereport.com. Help us out. Make sure to go to virtualdirtmall.com. Help us out with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. All right, my dudes, this is it right here. This is your boy, Icy Robot, signing off. Toys R Us Report, episode number 37, Snoogans. If you don't know, well, now you know. Recorded live on Jupiter's moon, Callisto, this has been an IC Robots radio production.